Why do you have a hoodie on in August? Explain yourself quickly. Okay, so the reason why I have a hoodie on in August is because that's just who I am. And that's just kind of me. Like, I don't really go anywhere without a hoodie. Like, whether it could be 100 degrees, it could be below zero. If I don't have a hoodie on, I'm not me. And the world usually goes, like, shittier, honestly. Like, I've, I've tried, like, in the days that I've tried to walk outside mm-hmm. without a hoodie, like, everything just goes, like, downhill. I'm just like, wow, this is horrible. <laughs> it happens. I'm so serious. Like, it rained, like, there was one day where... I didn't wear a hoodie and like I had suede shoes on, stepped in a mean puddle, had an argument with the customer. Like I like everything just went downhill. Like <laughs> the hoodie is a superpower. I need the hoodie. The hoodie is a superpower. <laughs> Hello everybody. Welcome to the Devon Hour Music Mondays. My name is Devin, of course. Thank you for taking an hour out of your day to listen to me run my fat ass mouth. Today, we have a very, very special guest. (laughs) Somebody who I have been, who I found out about last year with your song. Was it Smile? It wasn't Smile. It was a song before Smile. I think the Uh, Can I Be Honest demo. That's how I found Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a old one. Yeah. and so I think it's been a, a long time coming. I I think I've had all your friends on here by now. So it's about time. Welcome yep. DZH to the Devon Hour. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not be around the bush. Well, actually, we could first start off with you just announcing your project. So just, uh, so what yeah. is the, what is the name of it, and when can we expect it? So the name of my project and something else that's in the, that's also on the way that I can't announce just yet is <laughs> in the do rag tape. Uh, yes. The do rag tape was originally going to be like hip hop ish, and I was like, screw that! I'm going to make it R and B because I have like so much stuff to say on lo- the perspective on love and so on and so forth. Uh-huh. And I was it was gonna come out July 20 like it was gonna come out late July because I wanted to just put it out like right then and there and just be done with it. Yep. But then it got pushed back because of artwork and I was waiting for a song. And so I just kind of kept waiting, kept waiting, kept waiting. I got everything back one day. I was like, all right, upload it. So the Do-Rag Tape, uh, which is my first R&B project, will be released uh, August 28th of this year. There you go. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Wait, so are you, well, you're not signed. You're doing this all independent. All independent, all independent. I'll sit in my room, make beat. I'll sit in my room, write, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, write some of my work, record it. Just that's that's literally just every day. That's it. Do you also produce your own beats as well? I, I do, but I haven't touched or produced anything since January ish. So I need yeah. to get back to that as soon as possible. And I need to get back to that as soon as possible. There's so many ideas I want to bring to life that I just like haven't touched yet. There you go. So before the interview started, uh, I got on Mr. DZH over here for wearing this fucking hoodie. If y'all could see this shit right here. <laughs> when I tell you we are smack in the middle of August and this nigga has <laughs> this, yeah, this hoodie on, you must, do you have the air conditioner on in your house? Nah, yeah. I, we have, nah, the air conditioner units are all set up. Like, we have, like, people set them up, but I rarely use my air conditioner. Like, people... I'm crazy as hell. I'm just like crazy as shit. 
You yeah. must stay. You must stay in shape. You must be sweating bullets. <laughs> like I'll keep it a buck though. Like when the sun is like beaming, like on my skin, I'll say that. Like you get, it's like all right, bro. Like you need to relax and sleep. On most days, it's like nah. I barely sweat. I be chilling. Like I just relax. And I also stay hydrated. That's that's the key too. There you go. Tips with DZH. <laughs> How to maintain your hoodie all year round. Put that, put that on your album. <laughs> oh, my God. So let's talk about you and your upbringing. Where are you from? Okay, so I grew up, half of my life I grew up in, uh, in a hood. I grew up in Orange, Bloomfield, East Orange. That was like zero to ten years old. Uh, mm-hmm. I was around 11 my mom was, it was on like 10 and a half, 11 years old. My mom was like, yo, this life is not for us. I'm getting us the fuck out of here. We moved to the suburbs. We moved to uh, Madison, New Jersey, which at Where first, is that? I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, you get that a lot. It's near uh, FDU and it's near Morristown. It's like, I want to say like 15 minutes, 20 minutes away from like Goulin and Dover, like upper, upper North Jersey. So, <laughs> so I'm from there. And the suburbs is kind of like a, don't sound horrible, but it's more a, it, let me say this the right way. It's more of a predominantly Caucasian neighborhood. So it's just like growing of course. up in that area. So yeah, growing up in that area, because, you know, mom wanted to keep it safe, wanted us to have a better education. So growing mm-hmm. up in that area, you don't really have too many, too many African-Americans. You don't really have too many uh, friends. You feel kind of secluded. So you kind of have to like open your mouth a little bit. So met some cool friends. Some I don't speak to no more. And yeah, that's that's really it. And that's 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 really where I'm from. So. Do you miss the hood? Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep it buck. <laughs> oh yeah, like I miss like waking like there was the one thing I don't like about Madison is like they had this like when I, when we very first moved up here, yeah, our first apartment and all that. We had this one. We lived next to this one corner store, and like for whatever reason, Madison was like, yeah, now we're taking that shit down and building houses. I was so tight. So no, nah, I don't like Madison one bit. If I can move back to the hood in an instant, bye. Yeah, but that's like everywhere currently in New Jersey. Gentrification is just hitting the whole entire state hard. Like, yeah, I'm cool. I, I need a little bit of, <laughs> I need a little bit of the gunshot. Like, it sounds crazy as hell. Like when I first moved up here, and this is how I still feel. Like, it'd be too quiet at night. It'd be too quiet at night. Like when I when I was young, I would go to sleep with, oh, street races or like flashlight or like sirens. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The 94 bus stop, like a train. Like, I need all that. I don't need to be surrounded by this mosquito. Like, no, hell no. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm going to get shot. Like, it's a horror movie. I'm cool. I need I need the hood. Like, I need to be surrounded by my own kind. So. It's, there is definitely its benefits to living in the hood. Number yeah. one, I, I live in the hood and I thoroughly enjoy the noise because it shows me that people are alive, which is yeah. great. <laughs> but then also, it's just a lot of culture being from the specific hoods. Like, you're from Orange, East Orange. Like, Lauren Hill, we're talking about. Wyclef John. Like, exactly. so right. much culture is over there. So, I don't know how, I don't know about the experience in the suburbs. Um, the closest I have to the suburbs near me is Bayonne. And I'm not stepping foot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's like 10 feet away from jersey city yeah that place is interesting <laughs> i used to go to school at njcu that's why i know that i know that area a little unfamiliar with that area just a little bit okay yeah now i just be in jersey really like i don't like yeah i claim like okay yeah i'm from madison new jersey and i live here like majority of my life but like during that time 
just kind of just be traveling throughout New Jersey. Like I got homies in East Orange. Like I'm mad family in uh, Montclair, mad family in Bloomfield. Uh-huh. Like, even, even in South Jersey, like and even in Central Jersey, if for whatever reason a lot of people think that exists. But like I just got like I mean because it people. do it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> it does exist. It doesn't it doesn't I'm not doing this. But long story short, like I just <laughs> I just be around New Jersey. Like I just be zooming up and down. Like it really doesn't matter. So there you go. So what was little Dante like? How would you describe him? Um little Dante like eight, like what age? Like give me an age. Because <sighs> I had my cold, cold phases, like everyone does. So and I was always like that guy willing to help. I was always like mad energetic. Um, <laughs> but like ten, because ten to like twelve years old, after moving from the hood to like uh, a white neighborhood, more or less, it was like sixth grade. Sixth grade, I didn't. I don't think I, I said much. Like I started falling asleep in class. I just didn't want to be there. Like that very first day, well, I was like, "How how was school?" I was like, "Mom, there's no." Mm-hmm. There's no black people here. <laughs> I like, I, like I don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. And she's like, "Nah, you'll be okay. It's not the third. I'm like, "Nah, like I don't." That was that was me in like through the, the years of ten to twelve. Uh, I spoke on this on my one of my mixtapes called Under the Hoodie, and on the song Concrete, I briefly, briefly speak on how uh, my family. Uh, was proclaimed homeless in the year. I forgot what year it was. Mm-hmm. Was proclaimed homeless one of the beginnings of the year in January. But we had to move to this homeless shelter. So when you move to a homeless shelter and you see a lot of different lives and you see like a lot of different uh, other people's experiences, you see the yeah, yeah. possible drug, like possible drug, they could be there for like possible drug influences. They could just be getting out. They could just not have a place to live. They could be getting mm-hmm. off of drugs. Like just a whole bunch of different stuff. At 13 years old and you just kind of have to like, keep it in because you don't want to talk to nobody and when you do they think you lying or they'd be like oh they're trying to one you up like i've never like and it's like fam you live in madison new jersey like i don't think it's worse like you have what's worse going on with me so it's just like it was <laughs> we call that was, we call that the oppression olympics that's exactly yeah it's just like oh my god like you know you know like niggas would be like oh my god like my mom just lost her job you know like people would be like damn like my, my mom just hit her bends this is not the third. I'm like, well, nigga, I'm homeless. Like, <laughs> like, I don't even have a house to call my house. Like, right, like, yeah. Like, like, shut up. Like, be quiet. And then niggas would be like, oh, well, man, like, you know, my mom just did this, this time the third. It's like, but you didn't hear what I just said. Like, right. I don't have, I, like, I don't have a house to call my mom. So after my mom worked my ass, worked her ass off to get us out of there, because she, she did exact everything that she could. She was working day and night trying to be like, all right, like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta find out, like, how the fuck to get out of here. Right. It was, I want to say, two to three to four months, realistically. We got out. We went back um, to our original house that we were kicked out of, and we stayed there for a little. We stayed there for mad long. We stayed there for mad long, and then it wasn't until last year, realistically, it wasn't until last year we moved again in Madison, but to a better, like, a better uh, location, like. Like for a while, I did not have my own room, like at all. Like I either had to, I either had to share a room, or I had to sacrifice and like have like a living room, but a living room like cut off. So, it was mm-hmm. like, right. so for the first time in like, I want to say like, ten years, I had my own room. So it was like, 
Oh, I'm I'm just blessed. I have yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just I just be humble about a lot of stuff. It's like, oh my god, like you've been through X Y Z. It's like, yeah, like I understand where he's coming from. So. Yeah, that's a that that's a lot for a 13 year old to really take in the yeah, realities no, like, of like this is our current living situation and we have to deal with it. But also your mom seems like an amazing woman. Just the fact that she got y'all out of that situation and then got, put y'all in a better situation. Yeah. Um, even years down the line and, and even better, like continuously progressing, like that's mad dope. And that's definitely a, a great story to tell. Yeah. Mama Z, Mama Z always like, I think if it's the one thing that passed on from her to me, it's definitely like having a strong work ethic. Like I remember yeah. like, when I turned 14 years old, I was walking into the town halls like, yo, I need working papers and I'm trying to get the bread. Like, what's up? What's up? Exactly. Yeah. So when did you start getting into music? Um, So I started getting into music like very, 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 very young. Like, who was you listening to? Okay, so I was listening to a lot of different people because my family at one point, like, we had a family church just like, I don't want to say every black family, but, you know, Sunday, it's like, yo, we either praising God or we're going to church or we're just not going to do, like, the crazy unholy stuff. Like, it was it was one of, it was always one of those three. So at one point, uh, let's see, at one point we would, um, we would go to this church called Living Praise Church. We would... We would go to this one church to Living Praise Church, and then every day was with gospel, Kirk Franklin, uh, this uh, this band called the CD. I'll never forget called Alive and Live in South Africa. It was incredible. So a lot of gospel, and then like when you in, when you when you in these stars, you get exposed. You that takes like a lot out. So it was a lot of um, it was a lot of Fifty Cent. It was a lot of Jay Z. It was a lot of game. It was a lot of Kanye West. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just kind of got exposed to like the, it was a lot of Wayne too, a lot of Wayne. And yeah, I just kind of got exposed to a lot. And then, you know, growing up when I think when Drake came out with uh, Over, yeah, I remember him at Summer Jam. I remember watching him like just stand on stage at Summer Jam, like, yeah, it's Drake too. So I just kind of grew up with like everybody, like the mainstream rappers that we know today and like see so <laughs> care for it. What is so funny is that people going to be listening to this and be like, wait, you grew up and that song, you were growing up as that song was coming out? Yeah, for real. Like, (laughs) yo, just just to think about how far hip hop has come and how far we've really like grown. Like, I'm like, I remember sitting in class, like I hated that song so much. And then like my, one of my homies who I think he, I think he's still cool to this day. (laughs) The reason why. (laughs) <laughs> no reason why I say, I say I think is because I haven't seen dude in like a mad long time. I haven't seen dude in like like years, and I don't even like. Do you I, follow him like, on Instagram? Yeah, no, we follow. We follow. We follow. That's the that's the your friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I haven't talked to him in a minute, and like I remember, like at one point, he and I would just listen to that song like every other day. Like he would just loop it, and I'm just like, bro, like check this shit off. And like, yeah, eventually I caught. Like, eventually I got long into it. And then on top of that, I was also, it was also like, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there was a certain point in time where um, Jersey always had the cleanest club mixes on CDs. Bro, every other day when I got out of, when my sister came to pick me up from high school, from her high school, we'd take the 94 bus to go home, do homework, and just, just listen to like a 48, uh, track cd that was just straight up like mad hits 
and just like the first half was mad hits that um, some of them were coming back to me, like Waka Waka Flame, like that. Wait, were these mixtapes? Did you buy them from the back of somebody's car? Oh yeah, no, it was either the back of somebody's car, it was either off the street, or <laughs> it was at it was at uh, campus high school. And then the other half of that CD. Oh yep, campus. Oh high. yeah, oh yeah. And then the other half of that CD was uh, was straight up Jersey Club, like straight up, nothing else. Just straight that's, up Jersey Club. That's the best part about living here in Jersey and living in North Jersey. At that, like we have the best music, like. Oh, yeah, club, club music, uh, Jersey blend music, like all of it is just just fire. Like that's the best. And we grew up. I think we grew up in a golden era of that music too. Oh, one thousand percent. Like I remember, because it was even better for me because it was a bonus. My dad was a bouncer at a. Excuse me. My My dad was a bouncer at a couple clubs, mm-hmm. so he would have like. Would oh, you like, won. You won. Oh yeah, nah. Like he he would have like CDs on CDs, and I would, there was this one CD by a by a, uh, a DJ called DJ Ram. Yeah. It was top tier. If I had that CD, I would blast it every single day in my car. I rem- I remember there was a point where like it would fade into each song, and I would already know like halfway like the timestamp who was featured. Like I knew that CD from front to back, and I lost the CD. I was so mad. Like. But yeah, no, nah, like during that era, it was a lot of Jersey Club, a lot of hip hop, a lot of gospel. I didn't really get into R&B until I was late in the R&B. I didn't really, I didn't like bump R&B like I used to. But like, yeah, I knew like, you know, Usher's Confessions. Uh, of course. I, I knew Neo. I knew Mary J. Blige. I knew Keisha Cole. The Essentials. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, The Essentials. But I didn't really like dive deep into like anybody else realistically. I was just kind of like chilling. And then I think, uh, wow, this is a really big ass gap. I think 2017, 2017, 2016 is kind of where I started. Like, okay, I think I like singing a lot. So, who's an artist who I could just sing with? And then I found everybody else. I was like, wow, fucking like idiot. There you go. 2017 is when you dropped your first single. Uh, yeah. 2017 was when I dropped my first single. That was. Yeah, I, oof. I, <laughs> <laughs> I dropped a lot of singles in 2017 that were like, that were good, and then some were like, bro, like, 2017 is where I got my first single. Yeah, that was uh, called No Apologies. I thought it was shit. Like, I was like, well, I can rap fast and let you know <laughs> this is not a third, yada, yada, yada. And in 2018, I dropped a single every every month. That was a good idea, and it was a bad idea. Wowing. Yeah, no, nah, it was a good idea because it was like, okay, I'm consistent. I'm going to, you know, like, I'm an artist. I work this much. I do what I can, and I'm an artist. And one day, one of these days, like, you know, you're going you're gonna to fucking know me. It was a bad thing <laughs> because I look at, I, I remember, like, me, like, releasing some of these songs and recording them. Some of those shits was terrible. Not even some of them. Most of them shits was terrible. Like, just straight, like, I could, I, I can, it's fine if I say it, but if other people say it, it's like, I got to fight you. But like most of them, <laughs> most of them was horrible. Like I had one record that was called um, uh, "Situations," but uh-huh. it, was in, it was in Spanish, and I was talking about one female who I don't even associate myself with anymore. It was it was terrible. Oh, no, like, I gotta relax. So, mm. so let's talk about the "Can I Be Honest" demo because that's where I discovered you. Okay. Um, so what was the background behind that song? Why is it the demo that's released and not the full song? So, boom. My engineer, I recorded that literally like 
the day of. I had gotten back from uh, I forgot what I got back from. Oh yeah, I had gotten back from watching one of my favorite artists uh, go on tour, and I just recorded that. I had a beat sitting on my laptop. I wrote half of it um, while I was, and he he toured in Atlanta, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go see him in Atlanta. I was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So. I wrote the first half in New Jersey and I wrote the second half on a plane. I was just writing it. And I had, I think when I recorded it, I was like, okay, this is a demo. I sent it to my engineer and he was like, yo, this is the final version. I'm like, (laughs) nah, this is not the final version. Like this is like, I'm throwing, like, this is a Lucy I could just sit down on. Like when he sent it back to me, I remember I was like, yeah, I don't like this shit. This, I don't like it. I don't want to do nothing to it. But something in my head was like, you just release this real quick and just see what happens. Just to like, put out some content. Yeah, for real. It was one of those like, let me just throw this out there and see what happens. If y'all like it, y'all like it. If you don't, you don't. So I put out, and it's crazy because I'd actually, that month, I'd actually put out two songs. And when I put out the first song, it didn't do as well as I expected. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, fuck it then. So I have to have something to fall back on. So it was good that I did. Put out that song, and the love I got back was crazy. He was like, yo, this is your best song to date. Like, yo, I love this record, this, that, and the third, yada, yada, yada. It got posted on a couple blogs. I'm like, wait, like, yeah, this was, like, hard? Like, y'all like, I'm like, really? Isn't it crazy? It's like, usually the artist is, like, least favorite songs are the main ones that go Yo, I, when I tell go up. you, when I tell you I did not, I just not not despise that record when I first got it back from my engineer, but I was just looking at my phone like I'm not putting this out, so you could just like that's probably just sit on my laptop. But when I released it, I just released it, and then a lot of uh, family issues were happening. Like I had lost three family members in like one week, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, like I can't do it. So I just dropped that song, let everyone know like, yo, this is how I'm feeling. I'm gonna go on a hiatus, but I'll be back soon. I took a break off social media for like a month, a month and a half. Like I was just like, like my mind was just not there. And prior to that, the whole backstory of that was, um, what's his name? One of, I was coming out of work, out of my delivery job. I was getting, I was, I was getting something from my car and this random uh, photographer stopped me on the street. And he was like, yo, can I get a picture of you? I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. He takes a picture of me. And I'm smiling. He's like, yeah, man, like, this is my information. This is third, yada, yada, yada. He sends me the picture. And I'm like, okay. I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do something with this. <laughs> and I was like, for Can I Be Honest Demo, I'm going to use that. Because I don't have a single piece of thing for cover art. So I, mm-hmm. it. So I was like, perfect. So that was really the background story of Can I Be Honest. Like, that was the demo that I didn't like at first. grew to like it. And the beat is like, memorizing to this day and i just like it now so i just that's I had, good i had to grow to like it over time because like every time it played people were telling me like yo this is hard and i was like all right i started to see what it's saying now i love it but before it was like nah you can trash this i did not like it at all. <laughs> how do you go into writing a new song because i know a lot of people um i just i had tyler bryant on a couple months and mm-hmm. he was talking about how when he conceptualizes a song, he thinks of like the melody first. Yeah. So how um, do you go about that? It's crazy because like 
it really depends. Like if someone's like, yo, I need you to do something for a feature. It's like, all right, cool. Like I have like their verse, their verse will already be written. And I'm like, all right, I'll just go off that. Like if I got to get sad, I got to be like, okay. Like I'll write off based off of like uh, my memories and emotion. So if I got to get sad for a female, it's like, all right, like what's the worst thing that ever happened? It's like, I think about that, dwell on it write a 16 on it and get out of my feeling before I get out of my, get in my bag because that shit yep. is terrible. <laughs> but as far as like making a new song from scratch, it really simply just be the beat. Like, and on top of that, I'm a writer. Like there was a point in time where at one of my jobs where I would just like, um, I would just take receipt paper, rip it right from the, uh, right from the machine, scribble something, scribble like two bars, or maybe I'd have a whole eight or a whole 16 and I'd be creating a melody in my head and I'd just stick it in my pocket for later. Go home, record that melody over like a voice note or even better. I would have like beats already set up on my computer and if the beat worked, I would just be like, yeah, I need that. And I would just record it. And then another thing I would do a lot is like, another thing I didn't realize I did until I did it by accident mm-hmm. is that I was at my, my, friend's, my friend's studio in New York and he had one beat play. He was like, yo, I'm about to go upstairs and go to sleep. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't know how to work his laptop, so I didn't touch it, but there was a beat that was just looping, like just constantly. So I was like, all right, bet. So it was, it, I fell asleep and it was looping in my head, like constantly over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And the song is like two minutes, and the, the beat was like two minutes with some change. So I woke up and was like, have a song to this somehow i was like i have a song to this wrote it uh, my, my friend came downstairs and he's like what like you have a song like you're done already i'm like yeah i'm done he's like how long did it take i'm like it just took me like seven minutes like it took me like 10 minutes tops he's like what like how and he's you like musical no, genius yeah i was just i, I wouldn't say that, say that. <laughs> but he was like oh like you did that and i was like yeah i took me let me know how it sounds. He's like, yo, this is like fire. And hap- and it's great because that just so happens to be the first track on the Durag tape. So we can see like Ooh. how that yeah, we can see how much that plays out. So I guess I was already starting something before I knew it. And then as far as this other stuff, whether it comes to this like musical process, I don't know. I just it just comes to me. Like I'll think of that first line and I'm like, all right, we're good. Or I'll just listen to a song. And be like, I feel like I want to make this type of song, or I don't know. I just have, and I also have mad producer homies. Like my rapper homies will never outweigh my producer homies. (laughs) So, like, if it's ever a time of man, I'm at writer's block. I never have to worry about that because I could literally be like, wow, yo, y'all send me beats, and my email will be flooded, or my text messages will be flooded, and I'll be like, all right, thanks, never mind. So. Summer point in time. I just and I also just like to write, like just in general. That's good. So, what is like the most difficult part of putting together an album? Because this is your first one. Is it an album mixtape? Mixtape? No, it's a mixtape. It's a mixtape. This is my ninth one. It's my ninth one. Ninth mixtape. Yeah, the first six, I I pretty god, you'll never find because they were all terrible. <laughs> they were all horrible. They were all horrible. <laughs> So what was the most difficult part of putting this project together? The I think the only 
Okay, so there was there was a lot of difficult parts because I <laughs> a journey. Turned, yeah, no, nah, I'm not even gonna lie. Like this mixtape was created in a span of I want to say two and a half to three. Yeah, two and a half to three months, maybe three and a half, maybe a little longer. But it wasn't anything. Oh, that's that. that's a short it amount of time long. in comparison to like yeah. other projects. Um, but the only reason why it took that long is because one, I became very harsh of my voice. Like I was, I, I was finding myself doing like 10 to 20 to 30 different takes on a verse and I would mess up like one word or I would mess up like an ad lib and I was just like, no, this isn't perfect. No, this isn't right. No, I'm never mm-hmm. going to get it. Like I had to, like, I really had to take a step back. So not only that, and then I would record certain songs at my friend's house and I had, and then when they didn't have good takes, I would have to be like, damn, I have to wait for another opening to go back over there. So I have to go back over there, which by the way, Madison, New Jersey to Long Island, New York is two hours. You so. started wilding because I'm pretty sure there's mad places in Newark you could have went to. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 So here's the thing. My friend <laughs> and I have a, a special chemistry. So that's why it's just like, let me just go to New York because mm. that's my go-to guy. That's my look. That's my little bro, pretty much. His name is Luke. Shout <laughs> out Luke. He goes by the produce name of Woe 2. Yep. And yeah, like that's just that's just that's just been my guy since I want to say like late late November of last year. So okay. we just kind of really clicked. And when I found out he was in New York, I was like, okay, yeah, like let's I'm making this trip. It's worth it. I don't see I don't see the issue. So not nah, so other than gas mileage and just figuring out when to write the only other thing and just outright passion pretty much yeah pretty (laughs) much the only other thing with this project is um just kind of getting more comfortable in certain areas that i knew like okay this is something you have to work on later this is something that you might have to come back to because it's like you're not going to get it now but like take a step back come back to it later because like with me it's like okay i have the song done i'll send it out to my engineer or i'll mix it Okay, I want to put it out. And it's just like that's not how it works. Like you have to sit on it. And it's like I hate sitting on music. Like when I tell you I have like another mixtape ready to go already that I'm just sitting on and I can't release it. It, it sucks. I hate it. And I guess just like put this out, get it on my laptop. It's well, just like give us a yeah. deluxe edition of this. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like I don't like sitting on music. It's just like you know what? Just just get this out. So it's like fine, screw it. So that's that, that's passionate. You going all the way out to Long Island because you that's that's crazy. Oh no, Long Island, uh, it, it, Long Island. I've gone to uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Like I'll like if I have to if I'm if the drive is <laughs> worth it. No, like my drive is just like crazy. This is like, and also another thing. It's like it gets me out of the house because I'll just be straight up. I'm a homebody. One, I don't leave the house. Unless like oh so quarantine was perfect for you oh yeah no so like I don't leave the house unless I have to go to work I have to meet up with somebody for a video shoot or like mm-hmm. I have to it's never like a yo you trying to link no nah, I'm cool I'm chilling yo you trying to no nah, not really or if there is involved yo you trying to am I paying for it yes then I'm staying home yo will it be free food. Uh, no, but all right, then I'm staying home. I have food in my house. Like you niggas, no... stay lying. Let some girl call you up. Then that's automatically essential. I'm not going. No, it's not. Like okay, cool. <laughs> like, 
like liar. Uh, liar. Nah, straight up. Nah, straight up. Straight up. I, like <laughs> I'm cool. I'll, I'll stay in my house like a good. I want to say 95 percent of the time, unless I'm meeting up. Unless I'm meeting up with uh, Shardy, mm. or unless I'm going yep. to work. Unless I got a concert, uh, or unless I really, 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 really need to, my ass is in a house. Like I didn't even do anything. Hell, I didn't even think I did anything. I didn't do anything today, like at all. <laughs> the life. <laughs> yeah, the life. I just, people just be like, "Yo, you don't be doing nothing." I'm like, "Nah." I just, I'm just like, but it's that's dead ass do, me, though. though. That's dead ass me. I'd be people like that. What you doing? I'm home. <laughs> Yeah, I'm chilling. I'm like, home. I'm like, I'm not outside. I'm not trying to catch Lorona. And even if that Lorona didn't exist, it's like, I don't be outside. I still don't want to be outside. So, yeah, like, <laughs> and even if I do go outside, it's like, I'll have a quote unquote, like a little bit of fun. Like, I think the only thing that I would do for most of the time was like to go out to eat, like just by myself, discovering restaurants. Like, okay, this is nice. Like, a nice spot to take a, like, take a, girl, take a girl. Or I'll be like, oh, okay, this is a nice little spot to, um, just treat out. yourself. Yeah, just treat my. I'll just treat myself, and it will be like very, 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 very light. Like I know for one point, I'll be like, uh, "All right, bet." Like let me, um, let me go catch a movie. That's it. Yeah. Nothing like, yo, I need to go smoke. Yo, I need to no. Like I'm cool. Like, I'm, Wait, hold up, because the L walks are essential. Yeah, no, I don't um, even. Fun fact, I don't even. I don't even smoke like at all. Like I don't smoke. I don't one drink. of the few rappers I know that do not. Congratulations. I really be chilling. Like I really be chilling. Like I talk about it because yes, I have smoked, but it's not like yes, I have to do this constantly. It's more or less like if I feel like it, which is never like, which is very, 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 very rare. I'll do it, but it's not like I have to. Like I'm fine if I don't. I just be chilling in my career, but I don't do too much. So let me tell you how I actually got really introduced to you. I, of course, I found the song, but mm-hmm. um, one of our good friends, Tynell. Hey, that's the, that's, that's the brother for life. That's the brother for life. Put me on. Um, shout out to Tynell. Big shout and out to Tynell. You are also featured on his album twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. I don't think he's going to tell anybody this, but I literally, he, he called me one day. I forgot what it was about. But I was like, um, he sent me like a snippet. I was like, damn, bro, like when you finna release the album? He was like, well, because his leg was messed up. He had tore something yes, or whatever yes. the case may be. You're the reason like, why he finished the album. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, nah, I can't do nothing. Like it's probably gonna come out next year. I was like, excuse me? No. Yeah, he started wild. Uh, yeah, no, I was I took all my studio equipment. I was like, bro, set up a date. And he was like, uh, this is fine. I was like, perfect. Came down one day, we recorded the rest of his stuff, like the rest of it, I was not letting up. Like it was like, okay, you like this take? And he was like, yeah. You like that take? Nah. Like this take, like we was just going back and forth. I was like, yeah, nah, we're not about to do that. So, <laughs> nah, I don't well, need that. So thank you to DZH executive producer of <laughs> Tynell's Complicated because <laughs> because honestly, if it wasn't. If it wasn't for you, like, lighting that fire under that boy's ass, we had probably never gotten that album. I've been pressing Tynell for an album for over a year. (laughs) So I was like, "Uh, so are we releasing this now or not? So thank you to you. Yeah, it's perfect. It came out on his birthday, too. So it wasn't like, oh, snap. Yes, and it's really fire. I told him, like, I could deadass say that one of my good friends released one of the best albums of 2020. Like, I could say that. And I was just like, yeah, no, nah, this needed to come out. I was over here like, oh, he had this in the top? I'm like, all right, good. 
Me and you even have a little collaboration together. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Big fire. All I did was just do a hook. And I had the, uh, what's his name? The poet at the end of that record. Yes. My bad. The poet at the end of that record. Um, I hit him up. I was like, yo, I need you to do me a favor. And he was like, uh, yeah, it was good. And I was like, I need you to do me a favor and like record like a poet or a poem at the end of this record to let people know how you feel about it. His name is Malik. Shout out Malik. He's, <laughs> he's a good dude. Good dude. He's helped me get through some personal stuff. He gave me some advice. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's the homie. But I was like, yeah, nah, like, I need you to do me a favor and just do a poem. He was like, all right, bet. I, waited, I, I forgot how long I waited, but he, he, sent it, he sent it back. I was like, bro, this is fire, and I'm keeping this. And he was like, bet. Hit up Ty, and I was like, yeah, he's on the album. And he was like, all right, bet. I was like, all right. Wait, so that day that you guys called me, that was the day you guys were finishing up the album? Yeah. That is fucking wild. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally got called on the spot. Devin, can you say this, that, and the third? I was like, what? <laughs> and then you guys were like, that's a take. And I said, oh. Yeah, no. I was like, well, we're just going to keep this here. That's perfect. So that's that's so good. So on your project, what can we expect? How many tracks are going to be on here? Uh, It's 10 tracks. It's, okay. it's 10 tracks. It's mostly R&B. It's, most, it's getting into that... Um, I listen to, I'll say that I listen to a lot of black and I listen to a lot of her. So, oh yeah, you're in your bag for this one. Yeah, I'll say that. So it was like the very first song was called Love Language. So like straight off the rip, it's like, okay, like, <laughs> it's like straight off the rip, it's like, okay, this man about to either come like crazy out of pocket or he's about to just tell us how he feels. It's really simply just getting into that, um, not emotional side, but just getting in touch with my feelings more or less. That's really what it's about. There's two tracks on there that has to do with me like rapping a little bit, or literally three. But like the third mm-hmm. one is like more or less like I'm rapping, but it's not like yo, this down the third. You feel me? I'm the best. It's like nah. It's, it's like I'm just talking. It's like um, it's more like a calmer feel to it, just explaining like why the way that I am with with, with love, why I've, why I'm dated, so on and so forth. So I'm so because you just released so many good singles. Like all your singles have been pretty fire. You should really I, commend yourself. Uh, uh, I'm humble. I'm very humble. Like, I, yeah, I take the singles. damn compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. I really do. Because like, I really just be like, either I sleep them. Like a lot of people be like, "Yo, you're great. You deserve more, uh, more, more, cl- more, uh, more credit." This that, and a third. Yep. You should blow up. This that. And th- I'm just over here like, nah, bro. I'm not ready yet. Like, I'm chilling. Like, I'm okay. Like, I'm just releasing this music because one, it's therapeutic, and two, it's like, I know y'all like it, and three, I find my place in life, and it's music. So, I could definitely see you being like a mixture of Frank Ocean (laughs) and like Summer Walker, where like you just want to release your music. (laughs) Yeah, that's really it. Like, I don't want no deal. I don't want like, xyz like yeah like it's cool to have money but with more money brings more problems and like the only thing i realistically is just trying to do is just take care of me myself right. my family and everything and everyone who's been involved with this musical journey and just keep it moving like i don't need the and if you get a bag you get a bag yeah for real if i get a bag i get a bag i don't need the uh i don't need the uh the whole oh i gotta change this down there like yeah like every now and then flex but not every day Yo, I got a rolly. Yo, I got a new whip. Yo, I bought this. I bought this. Like, 
what does that do for you? Like nothing. Right. So let's talk about the She Knows interlude. Why did you decide to drop? Is that the first single off this mixtape? That is the first single off this mixtape. So why did you decide to drop an interlude? Off this mixtape. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's all. I I was going to give y'all another one. I wasn't even going to do that, but I was like, nah. And the only reason why I was like, the only reason why I was like, I'm dropping this song is because I was sitting on it too long. Or let me phrase it. I thought, I felt as though I was sitting on it too long. So I Mm -hmm. was like, Plug it. Like, I don't see why not. I could hit somebody up for cover art if I needed it, and I did, and I had it. So I was like, cool, I'm gonna drop it. And it's been sitting on my phone for like that long, and I just kept listening to it, like, yeah, this is hard. So I was like, all right, bet. And she knows was, uh, Gino sent me, shout out Gino5. Gino had sent me one beat that was a while ago that I heard from his Instagram story one day, and I was like, I need that one. I need that one. And he was like, all right, bet. The original version, Gino, I, I swear, I mean, no disrespect when I say this, but the original version of that beat is not anything what it sounds like now. Like, I listened to it, and I was like, nah, like, some stuff that I get taken out and some stuff that I go. That's usually how it works out anyways, though. Yeah, so I tweaked it a little bit. I added my own. Uh, the only thing I really added was just uh hi-hats and just like another instrument but the rest of that was him i was freestyling pretty much i was freestyling for the first like eight bars mm-hmm. and then i don't know the word the words she knows just kept sticking around every time that little that little voice kept coming back i was like let me see what i can do with that so i stuck with it and then right after i got out right after i got out of the hook i was like cool let me just ride with the beat freestyle rolled right back into the hook i'm like oh shit this is hard stuff yeah and you decided to release an interlude you said fuck giving y'all a song oh yeah no nah, it was an interlude yeah nah it wasn't because that song was <laughs> so short i'm not about to release like that song was mad short it wasn't i didn't even pass the three minutes <laughs> so i was like nah i'm about to just call this an interlude and yeah you know if you hate how, it, you hate it. how long is the the mixtape i haven't listened to it this sounds crazy as hell, but I have, I've given it a full Did you listen. you just say you haven't listened to it? Yo, listen, listen. Okay, let me phrase it. Let me phrase it. I haven't given it a full listen. Like, I've had to listen to it, like, like song by song by song by song by song, take a break, song by song by song, take a break, song by song, just because I want to make sure, like, the timing is correct. But if I had to guess, I want to say, like, around 25 to 30 minutes. Like, Boy, if you don't put on that fucking that mixtape tonight and listen to that shit yeah. in full... Yeah, no, I will, but like for right now, for right now, for right now, yeah, no, it's it's not too long. It's really not too long, like at all. Like I really, it's really just like a project. I'm just like, all right, bet, like, cool. So, what other artists would you like to work with? Another art. There's so many. There's so many other. Do you want to stick to Jersey specifically, or do you want to expand? I already expanded, like. Period. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm, that's not to gas myself, but I already expanded. Like, my single I put out last year uh, called "No Witnesses," uh, featuring Lael Turner and Wild Eli. Shout out both of them. They're talented as fuck, and mm-hmm. y'all need to get hip. Lael's from the DMV, and Wild Eli is from Florida. With um, uh, did you actually meet those people? I've met one of them. I've never met Lael, but the only reason why is because our time is like terrible. And I met Eli last last summer. That's the homie for real. So, yeah. But as far as like other things I've expanded to, um, 
Cause see, even with under this hoodie, like <laughs> there's artists. Like I'm just looking at I'm, my bad. I'm literally talking to you and just like looking at my track list. But like, um, there's artists from there's producers from uh, STL St. Louis. There's producers from North Carolina or South Carolina. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to say I've been expanded, but I knew like okay, like. I don't want to say this don't sound weird as no. I don't want to say like for a while when I was in Madison, New Jersey, it felt like I was the only one who was gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So I I was like, okay, I have to reach out. Like Jersey just got it. So I started reaching out like at a very young age. Yeah. When I put out started putting out music, there's one producer who I'm still close with to this day. His name is uh Davion Page. Shout out Davion us today one. He's from South Carolina. He's 12, he's 12, 13 years old. Hit me up like, yo. And I'm over here like 15, 16. And he's like, yo, I need like, yo, your music is really good. It's not a third. We've been making music ever since. So definitely won't say I'm like stick, sticking in Jersey. If anything, Jersey just taught me how to like love and appreciate the state more. Because I was over here like, oh, shit. Like, so, there's a lot of talent over here. Yeah, there is. And I was just like, all right, let me let me start messing with y'all because I'm over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, yo, wait a minute. Like, I, I'm stupid. I'm sorry for that. But yeah. Yep. So that is so exciting. So that's it. <laughs> that's all I have for you. Oh, so I am excited to hear the mixtape. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear this R&B side of you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> this... I hope I really want one of y'all rap niggas to give me like when y'all do R and B. I really want one of y'all to serve me like a Key Sweat, <laughs> Teddy Riley, like whining ass nigga type music. I want that um, so bad. Can okay, you so, please produce that for me? Okay, hold on, hold on, because that might actually be on. The if I just go to one of the tracks, <laughs> I'm just look. I'm just looking. You said Key Sweat. Um, might get. Yeah, you might get that. You might get that. Ooh. There is, there is, um, let's see, Love Lane. That's, that's R&B. She knows interlude. I'm looking at the track list. I'm not going to reveal too much to your mom. Nope. That's, that's like a little smaller interlude. Yeah. You might get that on the fourth one. Be About It is rap. It's number freestyle. Oh, I can't fucking wait. I can't wait to hear this that's whining like, ass nigga shit. Old, this, this is like an ode to just like, you ain't, the song is called You Ain't Gotta Worry. Uh-huh. And basically, it's just like you ain't gotta worry about it. Like you ain't gotta worry if I'm gonna leave you or not. It's just that I got a record on here with my man Stephen Xavier. Shout out Stephen Xavier. Will be taking- yes. Yeah, we have '90s R&B. We threw that back. That is hard. That is. I love. Oh, I, I can't wait. I can't this, wait. I left this as a demo as well, but I didn't feel and I and I knew I was going to because I was just like I don't want to just continue and just add to it. So I was like, fuck it, like whatever. I am so excited. No, this last one, 1,000%. 1,000%. Oh, I can't fucking wait. I've been waiting for one of y'all Jersey niggas to serve me something uh, (laughs) sentimental? (laughs) Emotional? Oh, yeah, no. I have that. I have that. Oh, Oh, you are so excited. Oh, yeah, no. The whole whole project. Yeah, the whole project. It's more on the rap side, but it's like, it's sentimental R&B rap, if that makes sense. Like, Aww. like I said, like I said before, I listen to a lot of R&B. Some days I listen to R&B that I don't ever even touch rap. So, and in those R&B days, I listen to Black. I listen to her. Um, I listen to Xavier Omar. I listen to LA, and they influence the hell out of me. Like, I never have to worry about. Okay, <laughs> I never have to worry about. Okay, like 
there's an R&B beat and I'm stuck. It's like, okay, here's an R&B beat. Perfect. I'm cool. There you so, go. Yeah. So everybody, make sure you check out DZH's mixtape. Do-rag mixtape? Uh, the do-rag tape. The do-rag tape on August 28th. That's right. A Virgo album. You couldn't release it during Leo season? You hate us that much? Wow. It was supposed to, it was supposed to come out in late July, but... No, was, you know, you yeah. knew what you were doing. Yes. That, <laughs> was, I, a, that was a personal attack against us my Leos. My dad and my little sister are both Leos. Like, I'm cool. Like, what are you? I am a Capricorn, so... <laughs> all we do is get all we do is just never open up our feelings and get this money. That's really about it. Capricorns cap. That's what they're no, good at. Don't. <laughs> so, no, <we> don't. <laughs> all we do is never cap. open up our feelings, get this money, and just keep it moving. And we love way too hard. You know what? We and, love and, way too hard. I'll say that. You go. that. Lying. Once again. And I don't appreciate it. And right in front of my face at that, too. (laughs) So thank you so much for coming on to the Devon Hour. Uh, This was so exciting. I'm so excited to hear your mixtape. Everybody go check out DZH's single right now, She Knows Interlude. Make sure you also check him out on Tynell's album, Complicated, which is being streamed the fuck out of right now. And... Specifically, yeah, check 30, out. Yeah, I was about to say it's man thirty-five thousand plays in a couple of weeks. Yes, and make sure you check out self-medicated because you know that's our power collaboration right there. Is that? That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Music Monday. Check out this Friday's interview with Garden State Hip Hop's Rich for interviewing the interviewer series. So that's be, that's going to be really good. And check out next week when we have our very, very special guest, which I have been <laughs> keeping under wraps, which will be Tracy G from Sway in the Morning. Oh, wow. And I am so excited. So you have a lot of content to look out for. Oof. And also make sure you check out this week's uh, playlist, the 10 Care Less playlist on Spotify. Only. No, I'm not going to Apple Music. Period. Uh, if you could do yourself a favor and actually go to Title, because Spotify robbing us, but you know, we won't talk about that. Oh, oh wait, wait. That's a conversation. I'll save that for another Music yeah. Monday, I guess. Yeah. Do yeah, a panel all, on that one. That, yeah, I was about to say that's all I gotta say to that. Spotify is <laughs> Spotify is wilding. That's it. You don't get paid from Spotify. No, 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 we do, but they just don't pay us enough. And Nipsey told us before he passed away, like a year and a half ago, that spot, that title actually pays us way more than, way more than we actually know. And like, we still be like, yo, Spotify, this, Spotify, this. Like, yeah, they have a lot of perks, but title's paying us more. I just have all my ten-year of music library on Spotify. It's gonna be hard to switch that over. Right, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. But yeah, Spotify is a little wild right now and title's looking like a strong yes. So like one day if I just drop a song and be like exclusively on title, you know what I'm on. There you go. Trying to get as much money as you can. And that's 1,000%. that. One thousand percent. So all right, thank you so much, DZH. I will catch you later. <laughs> yeah, no problem, sir. <laughs> thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you for wasting an hour of your day listening to me run my fat ass mouth. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> yeah, yeah.